And we're back on The Image Show. You're tuned in to 98.3 The Vibe. On today's show, we've got some great guests. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, Bo James, Julie Cherikoff from the Financial Empowerment Nonprofit Boot Camp. They're going to talk a little bit about their uh, success, how they started their own nonprofit organization. And then we're going to speak with the Venom Football Organization, Coach Garrett Boone and his MVP football players. Julie and Bo James, it's a pleasure to have you guys in the house today. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Now, Julie, I want to ask you something. Uh, how did you hear about the Evelyn K. Davis Center's nonprofit boot camp? So I'm a counselor in Des Moines at a school right down the street from Evelyn K. Davis. And I send a lot of students and families there for different programs and different things. And so I get their communication. Okay. And uh, Bo, how did you hear about the nonprofit boot camp? I have some friends that work at Evelyn K. Davis and um, also know Marvin and Deidre Desjere. And so they informed me. Okay. So I want you guys, first of all, to tell us just a little bit about yourself. Bo, why don't you start off? Man, Bo James, born and raised in Des Moines, Iowa, graduated from East High School. Just have a heart and a passion. And, I, um, you know, I have a nonprofit, so call the CEO, executive director, but I'd prefer the term believer. Amen. And you are a believer in God. That's one of the things that I've noticed when I first met you at, I believe it was uh, Juneteenth. I know that you were having some kind of uh, prayer meeting or something. Anyway, but... Kudos for that because, you know, the image program is all about, uh, you know, keeping God number one in our lives. So can you tell us now what kind of led you into this boot camp and uh, the nonprofit part of it versus the profit part? Yeah, I've uh, owned my own entertainment company since 99. And so um, around two years ago. Uh, when the opportunity presented itself to start a nonprofit, I was realizing some of the needs in the community. And so I felt the need to um, get organized and build some capacity toward uh, helping the inner city youth and at risk youth around the greater Des Moines area. Great. And Julie, what about you? So I'm also from the neighborhood. I went to Moulton and Harding and actually Tech High School. And I moved away for a while, but now I'm back. And I just, I have a, a heart for the for the kids in the, in the neighborhood. The nonprofit that I'm working on is um, a college and career readiness center. And so a lot of kids are not getting the, the help that they need at school just because of counselor to student ratios and just time constraints. And so I'm seeing a real need for our students to get some help with their plans um, post-secondary. Um, and a lot of our kids are first-generation high school graduates and first-generation um, college-going students. And so if that's the case, you know, they don't have a lot of support of how to do that. And so um, just see that need and just trying to fill that need. I think this is great. Now, was this class hard? I mean, a lot of people get a little intimidated, I think, when you think or when you hear about uh, a nonprofit boot camp or some kind of class taken at a center. You, you start immediately uh, getting all these different visions in your head that, oh, it's going to be long. You got to jump through all these different hoops. Tell us. I mean, what was it like? It, it was actually the opposite. It, you walk in and you feel very comfortable. You feel very welcomed. Every night there was a different speaker that came from the community, whether it was how to apply and get grants or how to um, build your board. And there was just, and they were all experts in their in their area, and they just gave you so much information. And then um, the the center, Evelyn K. Davis Center, then follows up. They follow up with you. I've been back. I've I just graduated from the program three weeks ago, and I've been back four times. Wow. Mm-hmm. What about you, Bo? Yeah, I echo her sentiment. 
you know, is very, very informative wait a minute, wait and insightful. A minute, hold on. You echo her sentiment. You got to explain yeah. that to me. I don't understand what that means. Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I repeat that one ditto before. to what she said. <laughs> um, no, I, I totally agree with, with what right, she said. And so, and so, um, I, and I would just add, I mean, just very, very informative. Like she said, very, very intimate. Um, and and um, they really helped you uh, help you personalize some of the topics and, and curriculum. So it is easy to to go through. No no jumping through hoops to to, um, to sign up or anything like that. And I I don't know if I was a recipient of a of a scholarship or not, but I but I know I didn't pay. So it was very accessible. <laughs> right. You know what it I mean? So <laughs> now, what would you guys recommend to anybody out there that's looking to start a nonprofit organization? Passion. Passion. Um, I think that's something that, uh, like I said, I've had my nonprofit going on. Um, well, we just celebrated two years in September. And. You know, there's a lot of people out here with with nonprofits and service in the community, and and you know the passion is isn't quite there. So so that makes it a challenge for those who are passionate. But really, getting organized, getting organized, find a mentor. That's that's my saving grace. Is my mentors. I have about five six different mentors in each different sector of the uh, community because it's very important um, for Hip Hope to have community partners so that we can provide wraparound resources for our kids. So we um, we we definitely have intimate connections like with our community prayer and potluck. It's intentional about reaching out to the religious sector. Our conferences, young young men and young women conferences, are intentional about. Uh, reaching out and partnering with outreach organizations as well as the education and academic sector. And then our Kids Lives Matter is all about uh, mobilizing the corporate uh, community and then bridging the gap between all of those stakeholders and the most important stakeholders, which is our kids. Wow, that's great. And Julie, what about you? Yeah, I agree with that. The The passion has to be there it, because it is not easy. And I think something that came out of the boot camp that was so, so um interesting or amazing the different people that were in the room and everybody has a passion for something different whether it was working with early childhood or um, feeding the homeless or like me with my you know wanting to help kids with post-secondary and everybody was just passionate about what they were doing and it was very it was it was energizing for everybody in the room Um, but I also think then there's the nuts and the bolts of it and that's what we got from the boot camp too was you you know you got to file certain paperwork and you have to make sure you're you're doing certain things and you know you might have the passion and you might really feel you know driven to something but yet you got to do it right too because you don't want to get yourself in trouble and so I think that was something they just had the experts and the follow-up of you know make sure you're doing these certain things. Wow that's great sounds like you guys really got a lot out of that and yeah for sure you weren't just sitting in the class sounds like you're really taking advantage of all the opportunities yes now I would imagine that there were a lot of different guest speakers that came in and Mm -hmm. uh, had some real helpful information attorneys Things like that. Yes. Okay. And Bo, now you're out there. uh, You've got a lot of things going on uh, in the community. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, my goodness. And and, Um, and this stems from this this, uh, nonprofit uh, boot camp, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, It's definitely played a a very, very strong part. Like I said, all of the boot camps that Evelyn K. Davis has offered, I have taken advantage of. And so they all play a huge part. But this nonprofit 
really um, it got me plugged in to the community to where again I I'm a, I'm a hands-on type type of guy and um, and I really have to be close and intimate with the with the projects that we have and um, and the people that are involved so again stakeholders you know they, they see a lot of me they hear a lot from me and we all um, and like I said as long as we're all sharing the same goals it goes it goes well so um, so now you're taking uh, this entertainment company to a different level here in Des Moines Iowa this is one of the things that I really commend you for is that you're stepping up. We've had a chance to do some business together, uh, sit next to each other at talent shows and talk and chop it up a little bit. Uh, I want to know, okay, you're preparing a trip to Thailand. Is yes. that correct? Yes. Tell us yes. about that. Ooh. Um, yeah, we have a um, there's there's um, we've been fortunate enough for where my for profit and my nonprofit kind of uh, cross pollinate at times. And um, so on my for profit side, I've been working with um, with local individuals who have a passion for music. And then we we actually had a lot of young people show up to that event. It's called Stales uh, stands for starving artists. Let's eat. But then, so uh, our young kids, when they come in, I introduce them to Hip Hope since that is uh, primarily about expression and things like that. So we're taking two of the kids that have been participating in our in our stale movement. And um, yeah, we've been invited to Thailand to perform at the Folklore uh, International Folklore Festival. And so we're leaving in January. That is great, man. What an opportunity for these kids that you're providing. I uh, I wish you the best. Um, I hope to see you there at our talent show on the 28th. Oh, of you December. know we're there. I know you will be. They man. participated. Our kids participated in your last one, so that's right. I got to come claim the crown. That's right. Okay. And Julie, uh, moving back to you. So, what are your plans uh, in preparation for uh, your credentials and completing the boot camp there at the Financial Empowerment Center at Evelyn K. Davis? So like I said, I just finished with the with the boot camp, and my plan is to really hit the ground running after the new year and be up and running by um, September of this year. The, some of the things that we're going to offer um, are going to be um, skills, interest, and ability assessments so that kids can pick the right major, the right college or career, FAFSA help, scholarship searches, ACT prep. We're going to have a center where we're going to be offering all that support for kids, and we'll hopefully be going by September. That is great. And you guys, hey, I want to first of all tell you thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for sharing this. Bo, uh, you are doing some some great things right now, and I just want to encourage you to keep up the good work. Uh, Every Monday night at Lefties, I know that you have your talent show. It's a good chance for people in the community to come out and support the local talent. And that's every Monday at 630 at Lefties on University. Is that correct? Yes, sir. All right. Now, do you guys, uh, well, uh, I would imagine, do you have any contact information uh, for what you're currently doing? I know Bo, uh, with uh, your entertainment uh, business, is there a a website or anything that people can go to if they want to link up with you? Yep. Again, our nonprofit is Hip Hope. So you can go to uh, hiphopeinc.org. For the website. HipHopInc.org. HipHope. HipHopeInc.org. Big yes. difference. Okay, I'm glad you straightened that out. And uh, Julie, is there any contact information or anything that you would like to share in preparation of your uh, 
nonprofit organization that you plan on starting? I wish there was, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> so okay. uh, you watch for me, though. We'll be we'll be on all social media, and, and we'll be getting the word out. We're just not quite there yet. All right, great. Well, we plan to have you guys back on the show again. Uh, we're going to go to commercial break, but it was nice to have you on our show. Bo, you even got your little baby daughter in the house. Yes, yes. She looks like she's going to grow up and be a princess. Mm-hmm. She, she's already a princess. Amen. Uh, she'll grow up and be a queen. Okay. Well, yes. we'll be back on the Image Show. Um, it's Julie Cherikoff and Bo James on the Image Show. We'll be back after these messages. And you're tuned into the Image Show on 98.3 The Vibe. We've got some great guests in here this morning. I've got Coach Garrett Boone, who coached the Des Moines Venom, the fifth, sixth, and seventh grade football team. I was privileged and honored to uh, actually have a prayer and a presentation with the kids before the season, and it turned out that it was just a miraculous season. Uh, first, we want to speak with uh, Garrett Boone, the coach. Garrett, it's a pleasure to have you in the house today. How you doing? I'm doing good. It's great to be here. And Garrett, I first want to start off just kind of talking about uh, the season. Uh, we've got uh, your son, Garrett Boone, Boone Jr., and Rashad Davis, your two MVPs. And can you tell us a little bit about uh, the Venom football team, the organization, kind of how it was put together and the whole story behind it? Well, uh, the Venom organization was put together uh, with two men. It was me and actually Wayne Middleton. Um, we got together one day and was just kind of talk about some needs that needed to be met for athletes, um, and we felt that they weren't been, being meet by, met by other clubs. Um, so we decided to get together and do something about it, and we started off first with the fifth and sixth grade team, um, which you know we, we ended up going into the playoffs our first year, which we were very proud of to actually be able to fill the team. Um, the following year, we were able to have a first and second, third and fourth a flag football team and a third and fourth, fifth and sixth, and a seventh grade team um, with each had about 20-plus kids on there. So we got about 200% growth uh, just in a second year. So we obviously know that we're doing something right, and um, we're going to continue to do it because we know that these kids got needs, and we're, we're men that are willing to, to step out and put our feet on the ground and make it get done. Well, that's beautiful, and this is great for the Des Moines community. You guys also got a lot of support from the parents and the community. Isn't that right? We do. Um, you know, we, we, we try to get the parents as much as involved and the, the community involved. Um, we want to let everybody understand that, you know, football football is just our platform. Um, we're on a mission to teach these boys life. We have three core values that we teach. Um, that's be a leader in the community, a leader amongst your peers, um, and just, a, you know, just a leader all the way around um, and just be somebody that, you know, you're, the younger kids can look up to. And that's why it's important to have the younger kids with the older kids as well. And uh, speaking of that, talking about the talent that you guys have, I mean, uh, so there were some talent, I mean, college caliber future talent here. It sounds like your two MVPs that are in the studio with us today. Uh, now, these guys were invited to like NFL camps as, at a young age. Is that correct? We They've been invited to numerous, numerous different camps due to their talent and skill. Um, they were both selected to be, be on Team Iowa. Um, we also got... Um, wow, that's off- amazing. Yeah, we got some offers from the World uh, Champion Youth Championship in Canton, Ohio um, that wanted our 5th and 6th and our 7th grade team to come there. Unfortunately, we didn't have the funds uh, to get the boys there, which is somewhere you know we're not worried about next year because we got some plans in motion to get things um, where they need to be. Um, just a whole bunch of talented kids. Um, our seventh grade team, you'll hear about them within the next two to three years in every high school they go to. Um, and then, like I said, our fifth and sixth graders that are going to be moving up to seventh graders, you'll be hearing about them. We we intend to produce um, some some very great football players with very elite talent and also with very core values that can help their community um, and be leaders all the way around. Man. 
man, this is just phenomenal. I can't believe that we have this right here in our own home city of Des Moines, Iowa. So now, do you? How long have you guys uh, been in existence? Um, this is this was actually our second year. Um, we're looking to go in for our third year next year. Um, me and Wayne both. I've been coaching youth football for about ten years, and I think Wayne is sitting around the same um, area as well. So I mean, we're well versed in how you know to put teams together. You know, work with kids. Um, and our thing is, you know, we we want to see what's what's inside of kids. There's a lot of clubs that deal with athletes, um, and you know, they say they have attitudes and stuff like that. And they're not really willing to see what that attitude is, and we kind of dig a little bit deeper to make sure our players are not only taken care of on the field, but taken care of at home as well. And for all the people uh, that are listening out there, I'm, I'm sure that you probably caught some attention. Is there a, a telephone number or a website for anyone that maybe have might have kids, want to get involved uh, with this league, might want to uh, donate some funds, or just kind of get involved? Is there any way that they can contact you? Yes, we do have a um, we have a web or we do have our own website. It's uh, dsmvenom.org. Um, we also have a page on Facebook. Um, or you can contact me or Wayne Middleton on Facebook um, individually. We're, we we want all the kids to come and take part of this. I mean, it, it's a great experience, not only just playing football, but you're meeting friends. We're teaching diversity. We're doing the things that a lot of these other clubs are not doing. They're just basically worried about the athlete aspect of it, not worried about the person after the fact. We, we want to make sure that after football and even during football, um, they're doing things for their community and being leaders, you know, and, and we're, we want to be the people that produce them. Great. So I have uh, you said they can contact you through Facebook, and what is yep. that information? Um, so my my name is Garrett Boone. Um, you can find me on Facebook and contact me there. Um, or we do have a Facebook. Uh, we have a page. It's the Des Moines Elite Youth Football Club, um, and that is our club that tells you about all the goings ons. Um, you know things that we're doing and everything we're involved in. Phenomenal. Yep. Now I want to move uh, <clears throat> a little further into. Uh, this conversation because we've got your two star athletes. Uh, one yes, just sir. so happens to be a cousin of mine. And uh, so we've got Rashad Davis and Garrett Boone Jr., which is your son, Garrett Boone Jr., yes, and then Rashad Davis. Now, these guys uh, had MVP seasons. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Man, first and foremost, um, just to speak on Rashad, um, he has a work, a great work ethic. Um, he's somebody that's actually been with me since I've started coaching him, you know, before he could even fit into his pads and stuff like that. He's always been somebody that's been there, um, always at practice no matter what. And he gives us 150%, you know, during practice and on the football field. Um, he's not only been an MVP this year, but, I mean, I believe almost every year that he's played with me, no matter what club it's been, he's been an MVP. He's, he's just a great player, great leader all the way around. Um, he's definitely somebody to be looking forward to, to, you know, get a lot of scholarships when he hits high school. Uh, definitely somebody you'll see in the league, most definitely. Great. And then the other MVP is your son, Garrett Boone Jr. Can you tell us a little bit about him? I, I can't even begin to explain. I mean, for, I, for, first of all, did he get this from his father, or did this come from his mother's genes or his father's genes? I, I was the football player, the and he also wrestles, and that's something he took upon his own. But I, I was the football player, um, but he does it. That's all on him. He's, he's his own individual. I, I really can't take too much credit for what he does because it's him out there doing it. He puts in the work on and off the field. Um, in the weight room, you know, running on days off and stuff like that. Uh, he's just a pure leader. All of his, you know, all of his teammates look up to him because they know in any situation he's ready to put the team on his back and do what he has to do to get it taken care of. 
Well, that's great. And we want to speak with uh, Rashad and Garrett uh, Boone Jr. So, Rashad and Garrett, you guys are in the house. How are you guys doing over there? Good. Good. Are you glad to be here? Yeah. Yeah. Now, can you tell uh, the listeners out there, uh, first of all, a little bit about yourself and maybe your uh, your name, your uh, the, what grade you're in, uh, kind of what you like to eat, your favorite food, things like that? All right, I'll go first. <laughs> um, I'm Gary Boone, and I'm in seventh grade, 13 years old. I go to Callanan Middle School, and I like fried chicken. <laughs> Fried chicken. And okay, that's good. That's good. What um, else? Uh, that's that's it. Okay, now Garrett, since uh, you just spoke up, let me ask you just a couple questions. Yes. Sir. Uh, first of all, how did it feel playing uh, for your dad being uh, in the spotlight? Was there a lot of pressure on you? Sort of, but not really at the same time. Cause like it was just like everybody was like looking at me for answers. Like, cause I was playing quarterback too at the time. Everybody, every time something happened. It was, like, my fault, or not even, like, fault, but it was on me, and, like, yeah. Okay. And so, now, you said that you played quarterback. What was your primary position that you played throughout the year? I played two starting positions. I played quarterback and middle linebacker. Okay. And Rashad Davis, it's nice to have you in the house. Tell us a little bit about you, and uh, what's your favorite food? What do you what do you like to do? Uh, tell us about your football season. Just, just kind of talk to us. Well, I'm Rashad Davis, and uh, I'm 11 years old. I go to Calinan, and um, I like to eat um, some crab legs. <laughs> oh, you like seafood, huh? Yeah. Okay. Now, you guys uh, obviously are pretty good friends. Do you foresee yourself uh, going to the NFL? Yeah. Okay. What What NFL team would you like to play for? The Steelers. The Steelers? Yeah. Steeler Nation. What about you, Garrett? Same. You, you guys both want to play for the Steelers. Yeah, we're both big Steelers fans. Okay, well, before you get to the pros, you got to go to college. So what college would you like to play for? Alabama. Alabama? Yeah, like Ohio, Oregon or something like that. Okay. Uh, did you guys, not, well, you guys did both get invited to the NFL camp. How did that feel to know that you were selected, uh, you know, as young as you are, to participate at such a high level of uh, football? Um, I was cheesing. I, I couldn't believe it. I was happy. You were? Yeah. Okay. And when did you get the news that you were invited to this? It was like during the middle of the season. Like, they they texted my mom and told her that I got invited to the thing. Now, Rashad, what, what uh, position did you play? Quarterback. Okay. And what was some of your strengths on the field? I mean, it was, it was sort of hard. They had a little pressure on me to, like, Help the team and stuff like that. Now, I heard, first of all, and, and I heard from um, your grandpa that you were running, had a lot of, uh, I don't know, two, three touchdown games as a quarterback. So once I heard that, I knew that this was getting kind of serious. And then he told me that you were invited to go play at, in this NFL camp. And uh, after going to the banquet, I found out that uh, both you and Garrett Jr. here uh, were both invited and had the success that you had this year. So now, do you guys actually, I know that when I was playing basketball at a young age, I didn't really know how good 
I was, or I didn't really look at the future. Obviously, kids these days are much smarter. So right now, you can actually, I mean, we're talking about the NFL and stuff like that. I mean, are you doing something to prepare yourself for college? Uh, Well, I mean, I'm just trying to go to college and finish high school. Okay. And what about you, Garrett? You've been kind of quiet over there. Oh, um, like, I just want to... Same thing as him, just go through high school and like I be on my P's and Q's, make sure everything's done, make sure everything's done, and like just try hard in everything I do. Okay, are you guys a little nervous being on the air here? A little bit, no, you're not. Okay, (laughs) well, Rashad, talk to us a little bit more. Uh, tell us uh, what are your plans for the summertime? Um, go to the gym, work out, uh, have fun with friends, and just keep working out during football season. Okay, and I know that you're also into boxing, Rashad. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, it's fun. It's a good exercise to get you prepared for bo- uh, football and stuff like that. Now, you're not beating little kids up at school, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> huh? No. Okay, you're a good guy then. Yeah. Okay. And what about you, uh, Mr. Boone? Um, I do wrestling. I do. I don't do boxing, but... Wrestling? I don't want to brag, but I'm a five-time state, two-time national champion. Really? Oh, wow. That's great news. Duels. Three oh, three-time duels. duels, too. Three-time duels. Okay. All right. When? Where did you uh, develop these wrestling skills? Um, My first year was in, like, third grade, I think. Um, And, like, I seen one of my friends doing it, and then so I was like, I want to try that. And then I went and I tried it. And, like, it was it was a really fun experience. Like, but practice was really hard at first because I wasn't used to all of it. Like, my first meet, I won, and I was so happy. Now, you're a pretty big kid, so do you wrestle heavyweight? Yeah, I wrestled somebody a couple weeks ago that was 280 pounds. Wow. Six foot. Six foot, like, three or something like that. Okay. And, Coach, um... I want to move to you right now. It sounds like you've been doing a great job raising these kids, man. You take pride in in all these kids. You treat them as though they're your own. Uh, You do this uh, based on uh, your own financial support, and I think that this is really an example of how fathers, coaches, and just, uh, you know, uh, the community needs to see uh, how we view uh, some of the people here that are doing positive things. Can you tell us a little bit more about the plans that you have to prepare for this? Um, you know, kind of the, the different things you have set up right now, uh, things that you're needing help with and and things of that nature. Well, uh, one of the most important things, I think, um, is just, you know, for people, I just I want them to check us out and see what we're really about. Um, we are a nonprofit company or a nonprofit business. So, I mean, everything we do, um, we fundraise. And, you know, a lot of the times we do come out of our pocket. I mean, we know times are tough for everybody, so we don't really ask for a lot. Um, but, but our main goal is just to make sure the kids are taken care of. You know, one of our main expenses that we deal with is that, you know, for the past two years, we make sure that before each football game um, that, you know, we feel feed the kids before the game and we do that for a reason um, there's a lot of kids that you know don't eat period um, and especially like on the weekend so what like I said it, it's a priority to make sure they do that um, and we make sure that we just offer it to all the kids so they get, don't get embarrassed by being the person that has to you know come get the food we just kind of offer it to all of them um, we make sure our kids get back and forth from you know practices to practices
services, you know, games to games and any sort of out, uh, extracurricular activities we do. Um, like we go watch football games and we do stuff like that outside the norm because, like I said, we want to teach these kids life and let them have a little bit of fun and just let them experience things that they don't experience. Man, I, I can't say enough about uh, the credit that I give you for this. Ladies and gentlemen out there, uh, we are in the studios with the Des Moines Venom uh, head coach, Garrett Boone Sr., and we also have two of his star players, uh, one Rashad Davis and the other is Garrett Boone Jr., and these guys have had phenomenal seasons. Uh, the Venom staff has prepared these kids for college already. Uh, I, I, we just really can't uh, think of enough uh, that we can do to uh, give them credit. And so I'm glad that they've taken the time to come here to 98.3 The Vibe and get on the Image Show. You guys, do you have anything else to say? Go Venom. Go Venom. <laughs> Go Venom, Okay. And uh, we welcome you back. Uh, we're definitely going to stay in touch with your success. Uh, we're going to root you on all the way to college and then into the NFL. And if there's ever anything that we can do from the Image program, please reach out. Uh, Coach Boone, it's been uh, an honor and a pleasure to work with uh, the Venom organization to have the prayer at the beginning of the season, the prep talk. And then I thank you for inviting us also to the banquet. So, uh, you know, uh, it, it's just been fun, and we just plan to continue to keep the growth going. Most definitely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's Venom Football. Coming up next, we're going to speak with Joanna Davis and uh, kind of go into the lifestyle of the Image program, how it got started. We'll be back after these messages. And we're back on the Image Show. This is Robert Pate. Uh, we have Joanna Davis in the house, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Image program, how it got started, a little bit about me, Robert Pate, how I founded the Image program, where I founded it, and uh, just kind of go into some detail. How does that sound, Joanne? Sounds great. Let's okay. do it. First of all, and it's nice to have you in the house again with us, as always. Well, thank you. I love being here. And so if I leave anything out, please remind me, because we want the viewers to know about uh, the image programs, the upcoming events. Oh, we got the talent show coming. Um, yes, we want to talk about that. We want to make sure that the people know that um, we've got a great event coming up. Uh, it's during a wonderful time of the season. It'll give the families and the community something to do, something to have fun. That's right. So what do we want to start off with first? Well, I think we should probably start off just from the beginning, Robert, uh, giving them a little bit about how the image program uh you know, came about. Okay, so let's take them back here. My name, of course, we all know Robert Pate, and um, I started the Image Program in prison. I spent 11 consecutive years for nonviolent drug convictions. Uh, I am a member of the Johnston alumni, which means I went from Johnston High uh, from first grade to graduation. So I graduated from Johnson High School, uh, received a full ride scholarship to go play basketball in college, started off at North Iowa Area Community College, played there for two years, and then went to uh, the University of Hawaii at Hilo on a full ride scholarship, played in the PAC West Conference. After 
uh, touring the world, playing basketball overseas uh, in the CBA. I realized that basketball was just coming to an end. My mother passed away. And that's when I decided to jump back in the field of selling drugs. Uh, That eventually landed me in prison with a 50-year prison sentence where I served 11 consecutive years. During that time is when I discovered my faith. I realized uh, my self-identity. I discovered who I actually am uh, as it pertains to my image. It wasn't long after that before I started the image program at North Central Correctional Facility as I was about three years from being released. And uh, this uh, program continued to snowball. Uh, We got an outside sponsor. We had the Evelyn K. Davis Center come in. That's where I uh, actually met Dwight Jackson, Rochelle Long from the Evelyn K. Davis Center. Uh, My mentor and outside sponsor, Ken Silver, played a big part in that. And Karen Sage uh, was another mentor, her and her husband, uh, strong Christian couples. They looked out for me, made sure that I had money on my books. They made sure that I was uh, spiritually inclined, sent Bibles. And soon after that, after my release, I just kind of hit the ground running. I knew that this image program was very important for the community. So I uh, got my 501c3 nonprofit organization incorporated and uh, started continuously uh, just kind of reaching out Soon after that, I got hired by the Evelyn K. Davis Center. And I tell you, now, I'm telling you a little bit about, well, a lot about uh, the worldly ways of how this got started. However, the spiritual way is it all came through the good Lord. And it came through fasting and praying and and, and meditation and pondering and, uh, you know, Having faith. Having faith, uh, holding on to my responsibilities, and just really a lot of sacrifice. Yes. And uh, it took, you know, I don't know, probably, oh, a good, well, we're at nine months since I've been released now. And, I mean, the image program continues to keep growing. Sure, so, sure. Uh, I, I can tell. I mean, we've, we met about roughly six months ago. Yes. About yes. six months ago. And... Uh, from there, I just saw you continue to work really, really hard. I think our first uh, encounter uh, was at the talent show. We spent some time at the talent show. Well, no, well, no actually, enc- no. Our actually. first encounter was at church because you yes. invited me to your church. That's I, right. I That's right. Now, where did I? Oh, no, it was the first talent show, wasn't it? <laughs> No, it? actually, no. we met at church. You were at you were next door in an office space. That's right. That's right. And you heard the music. That's right. And uh, you came over, and we you introduced yourself. You gave me some information on the image program. You asked me to come and speak at your first um, event right. that you were right. doing for right. Image. Right. And I shared a little bit of my testimony in my life. That's correct. And positive change. That's right. Uh, the event was on positive change, and then from that there, you and I built this uh, really awesome relationship. That's right. Um, I'm a, I just love the image uh, program. I, I'm very grateful and thankful that uh, you've allowed me to be a part of your vision. Um, I you love know, assisting. You know, God sent you in to help me. I, I truly believe you were like an angel that floated down from heaven. 
Amen. And <laughs> because you've been a big help, Joanna, and uh, I really appreciate that. I want you to know that. Thank you. Uh, you're a big part of the reason that we have the Image Show. Uh, you're a big part of the reason for the success, and you know, helping out with signing people. Let's get also back to this talent show, sure. too, uh, sure. because you know this is coming up December 28th for all of you out there. December 28th, which is Friday. This is going to be a positive uh, production for the Des Moines community. We're having a all-age talent show at the Des Moines Social Club starting at 7 p.m. There will be a $10 cover charge. Uh, Marcus McIntosh from News Channel 8 will be one of the MCs, as well as Desmond Logan from Kansas City, Missouri, the Prospect Park Projects. Desmond Logan is my cousin. He's my first cousin, and he's got... Uh, a company that he owns called Cash Cars, and he's going to drive down to Des Moines. He's going to MC it along with Marcus McIntosh. Wonderful, and wonderful. I, yeah, I think that this is going to be great for the community. Absolutely. I mean, and now you were at the last talent show. I, I enjoyed it. I was uh, blessed by all of the the talent that was there. I mean, there was singing and dancing, and there was poetry, and uh, it was just awesome. Honey J. Honey J. Yeah, <laughs> Honey J. Honey J. Won. Honey <laughs> J was the 12-year-old girl that came oh my down goodness. and turned the talent show out. And she's coming back. Wonderful. Wonderful. That's going to be great. I know that this time we're going to have, we have some new signups too. So this is going to be um, a time that we get to, you know, just come together, have a little bit of fun. I encourage those that are listening today, if you're interested, uh, to make sure that you get signed up. Uh, one of the ways of doing that is you can reach out to our email address. Um, one of those email addresses are uh, J-O-A-N-N-A uh, dot G-O-D-S-1 at gmail.com. And if you'd like to uh, send a text, that would be 515-205-1109. We'll get you all signed up and ready to go. Uh, I encourage all of you to come out and enjoy the fun. This is a time that, um, you know, Des Moines, we don't have a lot to do. So when we get these great events going, we want to start supporting each other and come out and enjoy the fun. Bring your kids, bring your family. Uh, there's going to be food and vendors. We um, are excited about that. Last time we had some awesome barbecue. So I just encourage the community of Des Moines to come and uh, share in on the uh the talent show, yeah. uh, the holiday talent show at the um, Des Moines Social Club. That's right. And again, for those of you that may have just tuned in, uh, the, there's going to be a talent show at the Des Moines Social Club. And uh, that's the old fire station uh, just a block away from the Polk County Courthouse. And it'll be an all-age performance if you would like to Get involved and enter the talent show. If you want to be a performer, you can uh, contact Joanna Davis, and she will sign you up. And her telephone number is... 515-205-1109. If you'd like to uh, send me an email, that's uh, J-O-A-N-N-A dot G-O-D-S-1 at gmail.com. And we will have uh, News Channel 8, uh, Marcus McIntosh there. We'll also uh, have uh, some of the news cameras there taking footage. And I just I, I think that uh, one of the things that makes this special is the fact that there's going to be non-alcoholic beverages served. Yes. Okay. So, you know, a lot of times people want to get out. They don't want to be around, you know, alcohol. They want to find something that's rated PG, something for the kids, uh, something that they can do, have a fun time with 
without the drinking and drugging. And this Absolutely. is the perfect Absolutely. Opp- opportunity for that. Well, you know, the the wonderful thing, the first event, we actually had a uh, a full house. Yeah, we did. We had a full house. So you might as well get ready to add some more chairs to the <laughs> talent show so we have enough room. Yeah, now. I think I'm going to get out to some of the schools and uh, some of the high schools, maybe pass out some flyers, let them know, because a lot of these kids are, are you know, kind of bored, especially over the holiday. You ever think about Christmas? Right. I mean, the day after Christmas, it's so bored. Yeah, there's nothing doing. So We're not doing anything. So no. the day before and the day after, it's like <laughs> the deadest time of the year. Yes. Even Christmas night. Yes. I actually wanted to try to hold this event on Christmas night. Yeah. But I couldn't. There's yeah. just no availability. No one wanted to work. Well, I think it's going to be a, a wonderful time again. I think the time that uh, you've put into this, it's going to definitely have a great reward. Amen. And if uh, you're listening out there and you would like to get involved with the image program, if uh, you have a story, if you have a testimony and you feel that, uh, you know, it's definitely uh, worth sharing with the rest of the state of Iowa, please give me a call at 515-326-5498. That's my number. Again, uh, 515-326-5498. If you'd like to donate to the image program, uh, you can also uh, give me a call at the same number. Uh, We also have a website at www.imageforlives.com. And now I want to talk a little bit about the grant that we received, and it was through Plymouth Church, and this grant is going to help uh, the incarcerated who are reentering society. Uh, It will provide transportation, bus passes, uh, clothing vouchers at Walmart. So if, uh, you know, say an individual needs... Uh, steel toe boots, things like that, uh, things that you can't get at like uh, the Evelyn K. Davis Center, some of these other places. We want to make sure that we're able to provide that. Also, it'll provide identification cards. Yes, give them a good start to find that employment and have the uh, clothing that they need to be able to perform their jobs. That's right. And we will uh, actually receive that grant money around, I think they said, the middle or, or end of January. That is awesome, Robert. I'm, I am totally excited about uh, even that in, for the image program because we all know that um, in order to do things, we have to have finances. That's right. And uh, that truly was another blessing that came in. And uh, I remember when we said we were going to write for the grant. <laughs> Yeah. We didn't really know what to expect, but we no. were believing God. And that's another thing that I thank you for is helping with that. Uh, like I say, there's just so much to be thankful for. It's Christmas time, and you know, with all the the things that people are complaining about, and all the bills, and all the money that's being spent, we have to look at the things that we can just be thankful for. That's right. You know. You know, I I do want to say while we're on the air, uh, Robert, I really do uh, appreciate your friendship. I appreciate uh, you allowing me to be a part of the image program. It means a lot to me. I um, have family in my own life that has gone through some really tough times with uh, prison sentences and, you know, trying to get back out on their feet and get their lives started over. So this is dear to my heart, too. And I'm really grateful that God chose you uh, to catch the vision, put it together 
and uh, timing was just perfect. We got together uh, working on some things. I know that it's going to bring even more uh, to our community. As a pastor, it means a lot because I deal with people coming in and out of prison, going into the church, needing help, needing support. And it's kind of like tag teaming. We just help each other and that's we right. help the people. That's right. And that's what it's about, camaraderie. You that's know. right. That's uh, right. You know, Joanna, I keep your, your husband in prayer. Uh, I, I don't always say it, but when I go to bed at night, a lot of times I often pray for him. I pray for uh, all of my brothers in prison that I left uh, when I got out. Like I said, even though I'm in society, my heart is still with a lot of those men who are going through the struggle, yes. waking up every day, you know, wondering if uh, they'll win their appeal, wondering if uh, they'll get that parole, uh, wondering if they've got a place to be able to parole to so that they don't have to go to the work release. Sure. You know, wondering if they're going to get some money on their books. I mean, uh, there's so much that goes on inside the walls that most people don't know about. And, and there's a lot of corruption that goes on inside of there yes. that needs yes. to be dealt with. That's right. And so, uh, you know, we keep them in prayer. And as we get ready to close, uh, let's just say a prayer for them. Uh, Sure. right now. Would you lead us? Absolutely. Father, we just come before you and we thank you. Uh, we are praying, God, for those that are incarcerated, those that are um, needing uh, your guidance and your help, dear Lord. I ask God for you to just rain your peace down on them right now, Father, and give them the hope that they need. Help them, Lord, to uh, receive your wisdom to know what to do and how to uh, move forward. Father, we know that this is a time uh, uh, during uh, this time and season where a lot of those inmates are missing their families. They're missing the comfort of their homes, dear Lord. And so we're praying, God, right now for you just to give them that comfort that they need uh, during this time and during this season. Lord, I pray for the image program. I pray, Lord, that it would continue to prosper, Lord, that you would continue to open up doors and make things possible for this program, that it would touch the lives of people and people would not only receive their uh, natural needs, but that spiritually they would be uh, receive the things that are needed. And so, Father, we just thank you and we just give you all the glory and all the praise. And I pray, God, for even those that are out there right now listening, that if you're not saved, this is the time to give your life to Christ. This is the time to surrender your life and know that he's your Lord and he's your Savior and that he loves you and that he wants to give you a better life. And so it's really easy. You just confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that you receive him in the heart, in your heart and you believe that he's the Son of God and that he died for you and he died for your sins and that he rose on the third day. And through that, through that confession, you can be saved, you can be delivered and set free, and the Holy Spirit can come into your life and guide you and help you with anything that you're, you're troubled with. And so, Father, we just thank you for that, and we just give you glory, we give you honor and praise uh, for everything that you're doing. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I want to give a shout out to uh, all of my guests on The Image Show today. Rashad Davis, Coach Garrett Boone and Garrett Boone Jr. from the Des Moines Venom football team. Took a lot of courage. Those young men got out here, <laughs> got up here, should I say, and uh, really did a great job. They were so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I plan I plan to see them in the NFL someday. Absolutely. Uh, also, Bo James. Bo James is uh, one that has graduated the boot camp from the, the nonprofit boot camp from the Evelyn K. Davis Center. Wow. And he is now working with a lot of the youth, a lot of the adults in the entertainment field uh, with his music. He's taking them to... Thailand. 
And so he's doing some big things. That, that is so awesome. Yeah. So awesome. He, uh, positive change. That's right. Making and positive change. That's right. And we'll continue to support him. It's Robert Pate, Joanna Davis right now sitting here in the 98.3 The Vibe booth. Thanks a lot for joining us on The Image Show today, and we wish you a happy week. Remember to keep hope alive, and until next week, stay safe and stay warm. Okay. Good morning. This is Pastor Joanna Davis with a biblical principle today. I'd like to talk a little bit about the focus series um, that I would like to uh, present to the listeners out there. Uh, we are in a time that uh, focus is very important for the lives of uh, the believer. Uh, we tend to um, lose our focus, and so I want to talk a little bit about what it's going to take to uh, focus on um, the importance of our walk with Christ and how we are walking with Christ. My question today is, how are you walking? How are you walking your walk with God? Is it by wishing, uh, wishing that things would change, wishing that things would happen? Or is it by fear, doubting and walking in disbelief? So many people today, um, they they say that they have uh, their focus and they say that they're walking with God according to his ways, but uh, they really are struggling to uh, believe God. And so when we don't believe God, we're actually walking with God in fear and in doubt and disbelief. I want to bring our focus back to the importance of what it is to uh, truly find ourselves walking with God and how we should walk with God. Uh, the truth is, is that uh, we need to be walking by faith with full assurance of who God is and walking with the hope of his glory. We are living in a time when we must come to realize that God is the answer to all of our lives, challenges and situations. His, he is the one that will uh, deal with every situation that we are facing in life, whether it's good or bad. Uh, he is the answer to everything. But in order to do that, we have to learn how to walk with God. And the only way to walk with God is to walk by faith. The Bible says that he is the author and finisher of our faith. In Hebrews 12, 2, it simply says this. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. See, there's only one way to please our God. There's only one way to walk with him. And we need to remember that he truly is the author and the finisher of our life. And in other words, he is the author and finisher of our faith. And in order to walk with God, we have to understand that faith is the only thing that is pleasing to God. Our, our wishing things is not pleasing to God. Walking in doubt or disbelief is not pleasing God. But when we walk by faith, when we believe God, when we trust God, God, when we uh, no, don't put our eyes on anything else except Jesus, then we can find ourselves walking with God. And when we're walking with God, we're walking with God with faith, and that faith is truly pleasing Him. In Hebrews eleven six, the Bible tells us, 
but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. It's important that you know that he is the author and finisher of your faith, that he is God, that he is our answer to all of our situations, and that there's only one way that we can uh, get the results that we need in life, to get the answers that we need in life, and that is to walk by faith, because when we walk by faith with God, that is pleasing to God, and he can move on our behalf. It also says that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. How are you seeking God? Are you truly praying? Are you truly seeking him out in every situation? When things come about, do you stop and take time to seek God for the answers? Or do you act on impulse? Do you act on uh, fear? Are you acting on wishing? Are you, oh, I wish this would happen? Or how are you really responding to God? How are you really seeking him? And part of that, I think, is important to go back to the focus. Is your focus Jesus? Because if it's Jesus, then your answer is in Jesus because he is our all in all. He is our answer to every situation that we're facing in life. So today, I just I really wanted to get into this topic. I pray for those that are listening out there, that they're grasping this and that they're understanding that faith is the only thing that pleases God. And it is in your faith that God can move on your behalf. And and one of the things that you must do is diligently seek him. Seek him in every situation of your life so that he can give you the right answers. He can give you direction. He can speak to you and, and, and heal your heart and help you to make better decisions in your life. We live in a world that we are in a battle every day, uh, good and bad. And uh, the battle that we face more so than anything is is all of the deception that's out in the world, all of the corruption that is out there. And a lot of times what happens when we're focused on the corruption, when we're focused on all of the things that trouble us and all of the things that uh, are disappointing, we find ourselves uh, not focusing. We're not focused on the right things. We're not focused on the answer. And the answer truly is in Jesus. God has given us a, a very valuable weapon to defeat all of our enemies and all of our problems and situations. God makes it very clear that we walk this life out by faith and not by sight. In 2 Corinthians, it tells us, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Even God knows that walking with him, we're still walking through a battle on earth. He still recognizes that when we're walking by faith, he knows that there's a battle. He knows that every day we're facing something. Every day there is a situation that um, is not always comfortable. Uh, we're always looking at situations in life that can be challenging. And so through that, he gives us, um, he gives us an understanding that we all need to capture. And uh, he's given us complete instructions because in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verse 10 through 16, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In other words, we need power to overcome some of the things that we're facing. And our faith is what gives us that power. 
Our faith in God is what gives us that power because he is the almighty. He is the one that is able to walk us through every life situation. It also says to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. See, there's a there's a, a, an instruction that God has given us, and he's telling us to put that armor on. He's telling us that he's not saying put it on today and take it off tonight. He's telling you to put it on. In other words, and I want to give you a, a, a better understanding of putting it on, but to put it on is to keep it on. So, uh, And the reason is is because he's telling us that um, we're fighting against the enemy. We're fighting against, we're not fighting against flesh. We're not fighting against people. We're not fighting against blood. It says we're not fighting against flesh and blood. In other words, we're not fighting against our brethren. We're not fighting against our sisters. We're not fighting against human beings, but we're fighting against these things. And this is what he says. He says, uh, we're, but against principalities against powers, and against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And and what he's really instructing us and letting us know to bring to our awareness is that we're living in a, a world, a spirit world, and we're spirit beings. And when we're fighting or when we're battling against something, uh, we're battling against things that we can't see. And so in order to be able to win, we have to walk by faith. That's why the Bible is very clear that we walk by faith and not by sight. Faith, again, is the only thing that pleases God. And in that, that is where we win. We win because we're walking with God. Remember I said earlier, we have to walk a certain way. So we have to walk with God, and the only way to walk with God is to walk with faith. And faith is the only thing that is going to be able to bring us through every battle that we're facing because we can't do it by what we see, but we have to do it by what we believe. And that is the power that God has placed in our lives to be able to walk with him and conquer the enemy. And then it tells us, it says, we're fighting against darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. It says, stand therefore having girded your waist with truth, putting on the breastplate of righteousness and having shed your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith which, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Not just some of the darts, but all of the darts. In other words, when we put on our armor, when we put on every piece of our armor, we are suited up, booted up, and ready for everything that the enemy would try to do against us. But the one thing that I want to point out that I find so interesting is, and I love this verse, this verse has blessed me. This verse has, has literally taken me to another understanding with God. It says in verse 16, above all. In other words, all these other things before that, yeah, you got to have it on. But he's, he's really saying, you know what, even, in, even, even if you hadn't put on the rest of this, not that you shouldn't, but it says above all, the most important piece, the most important piece of armor. Above all, the most important is it says this, the shield of faith, the shield of faith. And, and I want to share something with you because above all 
in Greek means epipassin, which means covering all, in front of it all. It means your shield of faith is never meant to be held next to your side or behind your back. Faith is supposed to be out front where it can be completely where it can completely cover you and protect you from harm, especially when you're marching forward to take new ground for the kingdom of God. Without your shield of faith, you will not be able to accomplish anything. The shield of faith is your strongest weapon against Satan. Why? Because Satan operates in fear and we operate in faith and faith always trumps fear. So we need to understand that our shield of faith is our protection. It covers us. It covers us from everything that the enemy may try to do while we're walking with God, while we're out here on the front lines fighting the battle, fighting uh, to um, do the things that we need to do in our ministries, in our home, in our businesses, in our marriages, and you know, some single parents are fighting this battle to raise children by themselves. You need your shield of faith to be able to win, especially when you are marching forward and focused on a brighter future. I hope this blesses you today. I hope that you'll be able to grasp this and know that your focus in this season is so critical and so important. And your focus should be, how am I walking with God? Am I walking with God with faith or am I still wishing or am I still doubting or am I still, you know, am am I still in that place of disbelief? Are we walking by faith and not by sight? Tune in next week. I'll have another focus series. I want to thank all of the listeners today. I hope that this blesses you and encourages you. Again, I want to close in prayer, but before I do that, I want to reach out to the listeners, and I pray that if you're not saved, that this will help you to be saved. This will help you to develop the things that you need in your life, that you will be able to overcome all obstacles that you're facing, and that you would say yes to Jesus today. It's real simple. You just simply say this. You say, Dear Lord, I heard the message today, and I believe by faith that you died for me, and that you, you, only you, God, forgave me of my sins, and that you are the Son of God, and that you rose on the third day, and you took all that was that was against me, and now it is working for me, because I know that you are my Lord and Savior. And so today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And I just ask that you come into my heart. Help me and give me power and encouragement and strength over every obstacle that I'm facing. And that today I have made this confession that you are my Lord and that I am saved. God bless you all. And we will end in prayer. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, Lord, for those that are listening. We thank you, Lord, that you are their savior and that you have plans for their life.
I pray, God, that this word would minister to someone and that those that are listening, that they would choose you as Jesus, as your Lord, as their Lord, and that they would give their lives to you. And so, Father, we just give you all the glory and we give you all the praise. And we say to you, Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.